Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. What is going on, you beautiful Star Wars fan? You, how the heck are you? I am Mark Asquith, your host for this episode of Spark of Rebellion. My co-pilot, Mr. Gary Alert, is flying solo. I think he's trying to liberate a trade route out in the outer rim. But between you and me, I think he's trying to smuggle a little bit of spice out there. We've been missing each other like ships. Passing in hyperspace for the last few weeks. We've uh, we've both had a little bit of family stuff going on. We've had a little bit of housey stuff going on from my side. So we've been we've been we've been passing each other in those hyper streams, and uh, we'll be back together next week. I assure you, we'll be back together next week. But I'm going to talk solo. This is going to be a solo episode dedicated to solo. That is significantly harder than you think. So we're going to talk all things solo because things are happening in the Star Wars universe pertaining to maybe a little bit more from our favourite scoundrel, our favourite smuggler and Princess Leia's love of her life. Yes, we are maybe going to see a little bit more of Han Solo hitting the airways very, very soon. But before we go into that, I need to tell you, this is I'm recording this on Friday evening. Sam is out and uh, I've now hit peak man. I am now the peak man. I'm the alpha male because I'm recording this because it's red hot. It's like 31, 32 degrees here in the UK. So what's that? Like 95, 96. I'm sat here in my shorts. That's it. Nothing else. I'm going to open a beer. Ready? I'm going to open a beer. Right? Beer open. I'm going to have a drink of my beer. Mm-mm. And I'm going to record a podcast, Funk Dungeon, from Abbeydale Brewery. So thank you to everyone at Abbeydale Brewery who sent this uh, sent this through. Appreciate it. Courtesy of the people at Craft and Berry in Sheffield for all your beer needs. That's not a paid sponsorship, but I just like beer. So we're going to talk solo. But before I do that, just remember, of course, that you can catch us on the old Twitters, you can catch us on the Instagrams, you can get us on the old Facey B. Just do a search for Spark Rebellion if you want to have a little bit of banter. And uh, yeah, let's just have a, a bit of a good time with it. Let's just have a little bit of a good time chatting Star Wars over there. Just find us over there. Let me know what you think about Solo, some of the stuff we talk about today. And of course... If you want to get even more involved in Spark Rebellion, you know that we have a Patreon account. Our Patreon is a way really for you to help support us. So we put, you know, heart and soul into this show. We love doing it, <laughs> even though I'm sat here drinking a beer while doing it. It's blatantly not work, but we love doing it, all right? And we do it for fun. But if you want to get involved and support us on it, if you want to just help us to produce the show, you want some access to behind-the-scenes content, you want a bit of banter with us, you want to get us, you know, maybe producing a little bit more content every week, you can do that over on Patreon. It's a way for you to get involved, all right? So go and check it out. You can go to uh, patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion and you will see that we have a nice little patreon account over there so go and check it out you can get involved for as little as one dollar per month and you're going to get yourself some spark of rebellion swag spark of rebellion swag all right so go check it out patreon.com slash spark of rebellion now solo remember solo that was an all right film it was all right. It came out on 25th of May 2018 here in the UK. Now, I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that's been happening in the Solo-verse. It's obviously not the Solo-verse. It's the Star Wars universe, but I'm going to call it the Solo-verse because there's been a couple of things kicking off all right, over the last couple of days. Um, and we're going to look at whether or not you know there's credence to this, there's credibility to it, or whether or not it's a little bit of bump. And we're going to talk about, you know, 
Are these things good ideas, bad ideas, indifferent ideas? We're going to talk about that in a second. But let's just revisit Solo before we do that. Let's just think this through. So in 2018, you know, cast your mind back. I mean, bloody hell, it's only two years ago. We're three years out from The Force Awakens. The Last Jedi had come out. We'd had Rogue One in between in 2016. And the future really looked bright, you know, for Star Wars on the big screen. We, 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 were, we were ready, and we didn't know it was called The Rise of Skywalker, but we knew Episode Nine was coming out over the next couple of years. We had a release date for that, a release schedule for that. And we had rumours of an Obi-Wan movie. We had rumours, of course, of a Boba Fett movie. That it was Everything seemed golden in the Star Wars universe. And then Solo came along. And it apparently didn't do too well. So well, it just didn't apparently do too well. You know, I mean, if if you look at it, it it's 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 fascinating to see because, and we'll get into you know whether it's whether it's a bad film or not. But you know, it's 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 interesting to me because it had a budget of about three hundred million, uh, and when you look at the box office, it was you know it kind of did around 400, 450 million bucks, uh, which according to Wikipedia, I'm looking at it right now. That's cost Disney about 78, 77, 78 million. All right. So it did 450 mil. It cost 300 mil ish. And, you know, with the marketing costs and contractual obligations and so on and so forth, it, it apparently cost in a loss to Disney of around 77 million. Right. So let's put this into some sort of context, right? It was, it was released in May. You know, none of the other Star Wars films were released in May. If we look at Rogue One, when was that released? Well, that was released, of course, just like every other Star Wars film that's come out recently in December. So, you know, sure, summer blockbusters, summer blockbusters. Let's have a look what was released in May 2018. All right, movies released in May 2018. What came out in May 2018? Well, Deadpool 2 came out. All right, Deadpool 2 came out... Um, the week before, a couple of weeks before, all right? Um, there was a couple of other things. I mean, nothing really too crazy. Um, but of course, of course, we were faced with things like Infinity War. Because when, of course, did Infinity War come out? 2018. It came out in 2018. On the 26th of April, 2018. All right? So... We had in this time frame this real interesting, like the biggest film of all time at that point, Infinity War. You know, in 2012, we saw the Avengers assemble on screen and that was mind-blowing. It was like, what the, how the hell is this? This is insane. This is amazing, like as a geek. And then suddenly the culmination of 10 years worth of work uh, up to that point, prior to Endgame, of course, was Infinity War. That came out just a month before Solo. All right, so you put all this together and, you know, I kind of get it. I kind of get why the movie didn't do so well commercially. And the other thing that I want you to consider with this, and it's something that uh, that Gaz and I have discussed on the on the podcast before, is that, you know, we, we look at the characters that are in Solo, all right? Who do you recognize? Who do you recognize? Because, spoiler alert, if you've not seen Solo, turn back now, spoiler alert, we didn't know Darth Maul was going to make that cameo at the end. We had no idea. So he he's not marketable. Who else did we have? Well, we kind of had Lando because we knew Lando and they dressed Donald Glover like Lando in the, the yellow and the, the, the cape. But it was a different 
actor, all right? So that's a little bit... Is that Lando? Is that not Lando? So, so to, the, to, to the general Star Wars fan... You know, it's kind of all right, but I'm not I'm not in love with Gonna See because it's not Billy D. Williams, you know? So there's that. And then, who else you got? You've got Kira, Amelia Clark, hot, off the press with Game of Thrones, of course, playing Daenerys Targaryen. But again, bankable in a solo film, in a Star Wars film, I don't know. So Woody Harrelson as Beckett, uh, Woody Harrelson's great, but is he really... You know, is he bankable for a Star Wars film? Is he gonna? He's not gonna. You can't stick him on a poster and expect him to sell the poster and sell the movie. Same with Dryden Voss, Paul Bettany. So then we're left with two people: Han Solo, Alden, Alden Heinrich. I don't know how you say that. Heinrich, Heinrich. I'm sorry, Alden. If you want to come on the show and tell me how you pronounce it, I do apologize. But you got Alden Heinrich, who is a fantastic actor, but one of the most iconic actors in all Star Wars has been recast, has been recast, all right? So the film's struggling with that. And then the only other character that you've got, which is perhaps the most bankable Star Wars character on the movie, on the posters, is Jonas Swomo as Chewbacca. Because no one knows who's in the suit. They don't know who's in the suit. They just know it's Chewie. Chewie's back. All we know is we've got our Chewie back, all right? So it's great. So you put all this together, and like I said, we talked about this with Gaz. Suddenly, like it's really hard to market Solo. And where in a sec, that Star Wars nostalgic feel has gone because it doesn't have the prelude and the, the, the march. You know, Rogue One, sure, didn't have any of that, but it was, it was linked. Darth Vader turned up. There was a picture of the freaking Death Star on the poster, all right? If you look at the Solo posters... You've kind of got like a graphic designer's interpretation of the shape of the Falcon. But that's it. Chewie in the background. Don't get me wrong. Alden does a great job of imbuing um, Harrison Ford's characteristics. The way he stood with the gun. It's pretty much Harrison Ford, all right? But it's not. It's not. (laughs) And then you add into the mix that, you know, Chris Miller and Phil Lord were kind of maybe, you know, they maybe left the movie, maybe removed from the movie. Ron Howard came in. He took over. Ron Howard, great director, but so Phil Lord and uh, and Chris Miller. But, you know, he's fraught with with trouble. But then, of course, so was Rogue One. So we can't really take that into consideration. So when I think when you put all these things together, a May release coming a month after Infinity War, coming after a week and a half, two weeks after Deadpool, when you've got one of the main trilogy characters, the main trifecta of characters, one third of that has been recast in Oldenheimreich and as Han Solo. You've got Lando portrayed by a new actor, Donald Glover, who did a great job. No one knew Maul was going to appear because that would have been a big spoiler, but that would have been badass because we would have known about it. And that, I mean, that's bankable. All right. Then you've got Chewie. Chewie's great. Amelia Clark, sure. But it's Star Wars. All right, we come for the characters, not for the actors. And Chewie is the main bankable character. Mm-mm. This beer really is good. So when you put all that together, I kind of get why Solo didn't really do so well. Now, flip forward to watching the movie, all right? Obviously, I was there on opening night. I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm a geek. I love it. It's Star Wars, all right? But I felt weird about it. I felt weird about it because I was like... Alden Heinrich is kind of like, oh, he, like he's good, but 
it's not Harrison Ford. So the first watch through, I'm like, ah, like this is, and I know it's good and I know he's good, but I can't quite get into it. Like I'm, I'm seeing the actor. It's almost like Ben Affleck as Batman. I freaking love Ben Affleck as Batman. I think he's the most perfectly cast Batman that there has ever been. All right. But because he's so recognizable, I'm seeing Ben Affleck. And I did the same with Alden Henrik because I'm, I'm not seeing Harrison Ford, who I see as Han Solo. I'm seeing a new actor. Same with Donald Glover. All right. <clears throat> so I watch it through for the first time. And I'm thinking, ah, did we need to see this? And I think we've talked about this on the show. I'm like, did we need to see this? It's like someone's just filmed a Wikipedia page. Like they took the Han Solo Wikipedia page and they just squeezed in as much stuff as they could and filmed all the bits, like the Kessel Run. Did we need to see that? I would argue probably not. But we got some decent things from it. Dryden Voss was pretty badass. Beckett was pretty badass. Chewie, you know, how those two met, pretty badass. And then Darth Maul at the end. Pretty freaking badass. But... The first time I watched it, I was like, mm, I don't know if we needed this movie. Don't know if we needed this movie. Then I watched it again. And I loved it. I watched it again and I loved it because I got used to Alden in the lead role. I got used to the fact that um, Kira, Amelia Clark, was playing a specific type of character, that Donald Glover was trying to be Lando. Like I'd got over that and I was able to watch the story. And I really saw it for what it was, which is like it's a dirty movie it is a dirty movie in particular like the scene where han is uh, in the trenches in the galactic civil war that is badass you know that's rogue one level badassery that's that's the trenches on crate you know that is badass stuff so when i got over it i was like this is a great movie the problem is that doesn't help the box office you know look at Look at certain other movies that didn't do so well at the box office. Let's talk Starship Troopers. You know, that is a cult hit, Paul Verhoeven. It's it's an absolute visionary commentary on, essentially, you know, today and the last 20 years and then back into history with fascist militarization of everything. It is, it's an outstanding commentary on so much that we see in our society looked at through a satirical lens. And it's a great movie, but it had to become a cult hit for people to really take it seriously. And I kind of feel Solo is, is the same way because it gets better and better on a rewatch. So does Rogue One. And don't, I loved Rogue One the first time I saw it, but it would be easy to say that that was the same thing. It was a movie that was essentially based on a line in a Wikipedia page. You know, we got the plans. It's, 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 it's the, you know, it's based off um, Princess Leia's uh, message to Obi-Wan Kenobi. And don't get me wrong, I loved it. The, the, the Easter eggs, you know, when you've got Bail Organa and Mon Mothma saying, you know, should we just, you know, should we go get the Jedi? Yeah, I've only got one person that I can trust to go get him. I'm like peeing myself with this. I'm like, that's freaking Obi-Wan Kenobi. They're going to go get him. They're going to go get him. And, you know, from that side of things, Solo had enough of that as well. You know, it had plenty going on because we were about to see him going off to Tatooine, maybe with Beckett, maybe not with Beckett, to kind of figure out this crime lord. So we'd see some of the background to it. So when you deconstruct it and really spend time with Solo the movie, it's actually a pretty badass movie, but it takes a couple 
of watchers to get there, all right? It takes a couple of watchers. So, let me take a drink of this beer. Mm-mm. Highly recommended Funk Dungeon. Um, yeah, from Aberdale Brewery. Brewery. So, <clears throat> fast forward two years later. Okay, we're in July uh, 2020. Well, it's actually now as you're listening to this, it's the 1st of August. And there are rumours. There are rumours that we are going to see more of Solo on the big screen. Well, that's been quashed, all right? Ron Howard came out over the last week and said, look, you know, we ain't going to be doing any more Solo on the big screen because it was such a flop in terms of finances and it it quashed the Obi-Wan movie. It quashed the Boba Fett movie, which we know both of those theoretically turned into the Mandalorian, the Obi-Wan series on Disney+. Plus. I would argue that because of the production length and uh, the writing that's gone into that, I would argue that maybe they weren't ever films. You know, Disney knew years ago they were building Disney+. Plus. I would posit that <clears throat> they were never going to be movies. I would posit that someone who didn't know about Disney+, Plus, like we didn't know about Disney+, Plus, but Disney obviously did a few years ago, I would posit that these, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi series and The Mandalorian were probably always like that, and people just put two and two together and came up with five and assumed there would be stories. However, we do have the reports that every other year there would be a trilogy, uh, sorry, I don't want to say trilogy, but a saga movie, and then every other year we would see, uh, uh, you know, a, a Star Wars story style movie, you know, an offshoot, an independent uh, individual movie. And so, you know, you can read between the lines as much as you want there, you know, whether or not Obi-Wan and Boba Fett were the movies in place, whether there were other things in place, whatever. But I would just say that now, looking at it, looking at it through the lens of Disney+, Plus, Ron Howard coming out and saying, look, we ain't doing Solo 2, makes perfect sense because Han Solo's story it's perfect for serialization. You know, one of the biggest arguments that I had with Solo the first time I watched it was that it's a walking Wikipedia page, and that was because it was like a zip through all of Han's greatest hits that we didn't see. I felt it took a lot of the mystery away, and because they couldn't reintroduce other mystery with Han Solo in two hours of a film, they just ticked off all the boxes, all the stuff that was the mystery from Han in the original trilogy. They ticked all those boxes off, but they didn't have time to introduce other mystery. All right? They didn't have time to say, right, Han's a bit of a bugger. So we're going to tell you about these things that we teased you with like 30, 40 years ago, but we're going to give you other things that he's done that we're not going to tell you about. They just didn't have time to do that. And when you think now that actually Disney Plus exists, and it seems like every two minutes, we are seeing reports of Disney Plus spinning up new character based shows, you know, Captain Rex and Ahsoka, apparently are going to get, um, uh, not Duchess Satine, uh, Sabine Wren, we're going to get maybe a Harrison Dooler in there, we're going to obviously see so many more characters apparently in The Mandalorian, are we going to see Cal Ketsis in there, who knows, alright, but every week there's a rumour, so this week the rumours are that Solo and Lando are either getting their own series or something Solo related will be on Disney+. Plus which I think is actually a really, really sound thing to do because, like I said, the benefit of Han Solo is that you get the character, all right? He's a bit of a warman. He's got a bit of a dodgy background, but we don't know what that background is. Solo gave us that background, yet there's so much more untold and we can build more mystery around this character, make the character what he is, all right? Which is that man of mystery. It's, it's the thing that Princess Leia fell in love with, the, the smuggler gone, gone good. And it's, it's this 
this whole idea of the world that the Mandalorian has created, you know, this kind of seedy underbelly that we're now seeing, some of the seedy underbelly that we, of course, saw in the Clone Wars and Rebels, which leads me to Darth Maul. You know, you've got Kira taking over from Dryden Voss, um, you know, and we've got Darth Maul pulling the strings. What was he doing? between that and Rebels. You know, what was he doing between the end of Clone Wars and Rebels? Well, he was building his empire up. He was getting back to what he does best, which is pulling the strings, all right? So you can't... Like, there are so many story threads, and I think a movie series, uh, it sort of wouldn't do these characters justice. You know, even if you just take Darth Maul in isolation, the idea that you can develop Darth Maul has been shown as something that you can do but needs time on screen. You know, so yes, he was the standout in The Phantom Menace and the Duel of the Fates is perhaps the most pivotal point in the Star Wars saga story. And it's a badass song and it's a badass lightsaber duel. And of course, it led to so much more around Qui-Gon coming back as a Force Ghost, which added to the mythology. Obi-Wan doing what he did, Anakin's turn and so like it, It's all pivotal. And Darth Maul is a part of that. But he was developed the best on TV. He was developed best when we had time to get to know his motivations and his background and see the Night Sisters in action and see Savage Opress in action. He was he was the best when we had time to see how he was pursuing Obi-Wan Kenobi and how he felt about Palpatine discarding him and everything around it that that brought with it. And so, you know, even just that character outside of Han Solo, outside of Lando, outside of Beckett, outside of Dryden Voss and Kira and Chewie, you know, we got Maul. And it was such a fascinating lead up to that. And it, it sort of, it, it, it was it was such a nice kicking off point when you really go and watch it. And it's, you know, it's a shame to not see that play out. And I do think Disney Plus is the perfect place for it. Now, we're going to probably talk about this next week, but there's some talk about Luke Skywalker potentially getting his own movie series again. Who, I mean, who knows? There's new stories about, I'm fairly sure Doomcock that puts these out just makes them up. But maybe he doesn't, maybe he's right, maybe it's a great story. But he's reported that Skywalker's going to get his own movie, and it's maybe part of this slight retcon that we're seeing. But apparently it's going to take place 10, 10 years after Return of the Jedi, placing it within five years or so of The Mandalorian. Now... What's fascinating with this is that there are so many unmined stories with the original trilogy characters. I don't know what they'll do with Princess Leia. You know, if they if they do anything to recast Princess Leia, it has to be a younger Leia because, you know, they would have had to recast that anyway had Carrie Fisher not died. A younger Leia would have had to be recast. Um, so there's so much unmined territory with the original trilogy characters. And I feel, I feel like Star Wars fans... Certainly a vast portion of them feel that we've not seen enough of those characters. We didn't get the payoff that we wanted, um, in particular with Han and maybe Luke, and of course with Leia in the, in, in the last movie. Um, but it, it's fascinating because this is an opportunity. Disney Plus is a huge opportunity to give people what they want, and it's very rare. It's very rare when you're producing something, I would imagine. I'm not a TV producer, but I would imagine it's exceptionally rare to be able to know and predict exactly what people want. You know, Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Anakin Skywalker, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Darth Maul. Put them on screen, sprinkle some Ahsoka, bit of Captain Rex, and you will get people who love Star Wars watching your TV programs. All right? That is it. It is that simple. And that, you know, you're dying out on that for the next 10 years. It's that simple. Okay? Now, 
Do I think this will happen? Well, I think there's a lot of chance that we'll see something Han Solo related, whether it's a Lando thing, whether it's a Maul thing, whether it's a Solo thing that actually is a Solo thing. I think there's a good chance that we'll see something on Disney Plus with this, and I think it will be the perfect place for it. Because if you can construct something like The Mandalorian, something that is able to craft its own mythology, and something that is able to add to the Star Wars universe and add to the world building that we've seen in The Mandalorian, that we've seen maybe even throughout Solo, that expansion of the network, Dryden Voss being in, in, uh, introduced, Val being introduced through Tandy Newton's character, uh, you know, and, and even Enfys Nest, you know, the the, uh, the character at the end, and 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 even like Phoebe Waller Bridge, L three three seven, you know, is the more there, you know, that she's in, she's she's in the Falcon, you know, so you kind of you've got a lot of opportunity to tell these stories, and I think the opportunity lies with. Um, Characters that we already know that are easy to market, which can then act as a bit of a gateway drug to characters that we don't know. Okay, I think if you think about it, you know, they didn't do Rogue One before they did Force Awakens. You know, that would have been a mistake. And they didn't do Solo until they'd done another saga film. And I think this, maybe Solo is maybe the easiest character to do this with because we've already seen another actor playing them, you know, to, to cast someone, you know, whether it's a Sebastian Stan or someone else as Luke Skywalker, it's going gonna to take suspension of belief for a little while until we get used to that character uh, being played by a different actor. We've done that. Like we got over that with Solo. So we can really get into the point and start to say, do you know what? Actually, let's spend a bit of time here. Let's get to know what this smuggler, this scoundrel was like before we meet him in the cantina. And let's spend a bit of time doing that. Let's look at why Chew is so distraught when Han gets shot, you know, 30, 40 years later in The Force Awakens. What built that bridge? Um, so I think there's a massive opportunity. And I think that if we're going to see anything anywhere, I think Solo... And maybe something with Lando, you know, probably intertwined, if I'm honest with you, and something Darth Maul related, because we have the whole relationship there uh, with Ahsoka as well. It makes complete sense for this to be a Disney Plus thing. And now that Ron Howard has come out and said there will be no movies, I think it's a fairly safe bet that something solo related will come out over the next two to five years, probably the next three years or so, in my estimation. So that's a bit of a... It's a bit of a solo on solo. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun uh, talking to you about this. My friend, brother, compatriot, and co-pilot, of course, will be back next week. We're hoping to fly as a bit of a duo again next week. I've been missing him. I've been missing shooting the breeze with him and, uh, you know, finding out whether he's done his Lego or not. Probably not. Cheers, guys. And uh, I hope you've done it by next week. (laughs) I feel really bad about it. But it's been really good to talk to you. I like, you know, I enjoy waxing lyrical about this. That's why we do the podcast. Go and check us out on Patreon if you want to get involved. It'd be great if you could support us over there. Patreon.com slash Rebellion. Much love. Stay safe. Enjoy yourself. Let us know what you think of Solo by getting in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Enjoy whatever you're up to this weekend. Let us know what you are doing in the Star Wars world. And until the next time, may the Force be with you always. Always.